You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old, Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. Hi beauties, welcome to another episode of Permission 2. I know we've had a couple of weeks unexpected break. My little bubba got sick and my big girl got sick and then I got sick and you know sometimes life just happens but we are back now ready to get back to podcasting. So, so glad that you are here to listen. Today's guest is my beautiful friend, Jackie. And Jackie is a certified transformation and mindset coach who works with game changers, the big hearted women who are ready to step into their fullest potential, but parts of their past are holding them back from embracing their true self. Enjoy. So could you share your journey with masculine energy and what your current relationship is with masculine energy? I can, I can. And it's, I love this question because it's not something that I talk to often. So I find it really beautiful. So until probably I'm going to go with four years ago, I didn't even know what feminine energy was. Mm. So I remember going to, and I will share this and then I'll go back and share my journey. I remember going to a Reiki to get Reiki done once from someone I'd heard on a podcast. I'm like, oh my God, she sounds awesome. And previously to that, I'd always thought Reiki was just these really fluffy woo-woo people that I wouldn't get along with. I heard this podcast. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go and get these. And it was such an interesting experience to the point I got in there and I couldn't breathe properly. And as someone who has grown up playing musical instruments her whole life, like breathing is one thing that I can do so well. And I was like, what is this? And then she's like, you need to get out of your head. And I was like, what? And she touched my head and just, I had this whole rush of heat and tingles all through my body. And then after that, we started talking about masculine and feminine energy. She's mm-hmm. like, you only live in your masculine and not your feminine. And so I started exploring it from there. But previous to that, and I'll sort of come back to this. So I've just always lived in my masculine energy. You know, I've always been very on the go, very to do, very structured, very just hectic, I think, for lack of a better word. You know, I know that for part of it, it was, you know, because of my experiences when I was younger, probably an avoidance strategy to always be on the go and always to be doing things and always to be planning things. And then I joined, when I moved to Melbourne, I worked in recruitment. So pretty masculine environment. So again, very on the go, very you know sales driven. Then I joined the police force. So I was there for eight years. And if you're ever going to get a masculine environment, it's the police force, mm-hmm. you know, emotions can't come into it. And, you know, if anyone shows any sensitivity, they're weak you know, and I was just seen as the person that was never impacted by anything, would always get the job done, was just on the ball. And 
it's just how I lived. Right. And then I went through this, I crashed and burned and went, started my healing journey and started realizing that there was a real sensitivity to me that I'd never acknowledged Mm. and I'd never allowed myself to see. And I guess I started to discover who I was, you know, all of these things that not that I pretended to be who I was previously, but I hid a lot of me. And when I went to this Reiki session at the end of it, she said, what does feminine energy mean to you? I'm like, I don't know, flower crowns. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, it's a little bit more than that. Um, And even the clothes that I wore were very masculine, you know, lots of pants, lots of dark colors, no frills, never ever did frills and only rarely still do frills. Um, And we sort of spoke about it and she's like, feminine is your body, like feeling into what you want to do as opposed to thinking about what you need to do or ticking off your to-do lists. And I'd started playing with this through meditation, but without actually realizing what it was. And then it was just a matter of, you know, moving through that and playing with what does feminine energy look like to me and how can I move away from only living in my masculine energy and yeah, just looking at, I guess it's really just a, that level of self-discovery and not avoiding those feelings or what I want to do and what I choose to do as opposed to what I should be doing. Mm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I think um, it's funny because I can't imagine you in the mat because I know you, like I, I only yeah. know, like I've known yeah. you for what, maybe two years? or yeah, two, two and a half, yeah. I think. Yeah, and there For me, I think when I think of you, I think of like very feminine and soft. So it's so interesting hearing your journey of how you used to be so in the masculine because yeah, I find it hard to imagine. Yeah. And it's energy. I actually love that you say that because I say to so many people, I'm like, if you had met me six years ago, you would not like, I'm not the same person. You wouldn't recognize me. And, you know, obviously people that have only known me the last couple of years, they're like, really? I'm like, oh yes. (laughs) But Yeah. But I, similar to you, I didn't, I think I probably always had a fair amount of feminine, being in the feminine, but also I can be quite in my head and in the masculine, but I didn't know, like, I never got taught that language. I didn't, I wasn't familiar with it. And as you were talking about the police force, I was thinking about probably being a social worker, you are like, there's kind of permission to be in that soft feminine energy and, you know, like you care about your clients and I, you know, you're mostly around women as a social worker too, like most social workers are females, but I remember working at the, I got a job at the children's cancer center in the hospital. And I remember like, just, it just didn't suit me. I just didn't cope with it at all. And I think it was because there was so much masculine energy, you know, like I remember getting, getting told off for being like the bleeding heart social worker, like, you know, (laughs) because I cried because something was really sad and like the doctor like looked at me like who are you like you know just like I was this useless social worker but I and I like it just came to me that like there was probably that um, clash of masculine and feminine energy yeah um, and yeah. sometimes when you're really feminine like certain environments just don't suit you yeah like that yeah, just wasn't I, the right role for me <laughs> yeah and it's interesting because I remember crying yeah. once in the police force and yeah. because a kid had been hit by a car and yeah. no one could believe it they're like are you crying? Like you don't show any emotions. Like you're just, you know, get shit done type thing. And when I moved on from the police force and started at, I used to work at Monash Uni as an investigation and risk assessment specialist. So again, 
quite a masculine role. Yeah. Um, one of the people that I worked with, she'd spoken to someone that knew me and they're like, oh yeah, she cares about people. She does this. And she's like, oh, I don't want to hug her. <laughs> oh. And I was like, that is not me. But then as I've journeyed, I'm like, no, I am a hugger. You are a hugger. Um, yeah. I am a hugger. <laughs> but I guess, again, as you said, like in different, certain environments, you can't, mm. like certain environments need yeah. a certain type of energy. And yeah. obviously the police force, especially, it was, yeah, just very, very masculine. And anyone who probably similar I probably would have been similar to that doctor like yeah. if someone yeah. had him come in it was like oh move on like what are you talking about just get over it just move yeah. on you know all of that sort of stuff so just I almost detached you know so in my masculine like was detached from yeah my feminine and my feelings it's a survival thing like I saw it in the hospital a lot it was like um oh no we don't talk about what's happening here because it's too much so we just yeah. we have to get on with it yeah um, and I guess it's like yeah, it's a really interesting idea to think about that. I don't know if you've heard about, um, you know, this idea that maybe social workers could step in and take over some police roles and that maybe it would be, you know, good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> interesting to hear your point of view about that, but, like, maybe sometimes we actually need more of that softness in those. Oh, yeah, for sure. So victims get forgotten in the police yeah. force. You know, I joined, as cliche as it is, to help people and... Yeah you don't help victims, you know, the victims come in, they get forgotten about because it's all about catching crooks. It's all about catching the bad guys and it's moving away from that. And especially now. Mm-hmm. And when I was in a role where we dealt with police, yeah, yeah. you just realize how much they don't care. Mm-hmm. So a hundred percent, they would, they do need that extra element. They need to yeah. understand empathy because yeah. it's, it's not taught. Yeah, it's not taught or encouraged, is it? It's almost seen as a weakness. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, And so what's your current relationship like with masculine energy? And do you kind of like see it like that masculine energy is like really bad or really negative or? No, I don't. Um, Short short answer. (laughs) So so my relationship now, I'd like to think I have a healthy balance. Mm. I probably still tend to sometimes lean more to the masculine Mm. in that, you know, I can sort of overthink things or get a bit stuck in my head or, you know, I guess, and still recovering from that perception of to be successful, you need to work hard, Mm. you know? So as you know, having a business, it's one of those things where you do initially, like you do have to work hard, but what, your version of success is is very different from someone else's and yeah I like to think that I have a healthy balance because I am very in tune with myself my body my feelings what I need um honoring that like whether it's rest or whether it's self-care or whether it's play like whatever it is but also I think you know you still need to get shit done yeah right so I'm all for you know, feeling and taking care, but at the end of the day, there are still things that need to be done. So it's like, well, that's when you're masculine. That's where my masculine shows up. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, we we need to do this. So let's get this done. And then, you know, focus on this after that. So I find it a really good balance, but I also find that it's not really like masculine feminine for me flow together really smoothly now. Like there's no, it's rare that I get to the point where I'm like, oh, okay. Like I've just 
I've been in there for too long. Like I've been mm. too masculine for too long. Um, and I think, you know, when I started playing with feminine energy, which was after this Reiki session, she was like, do things that make you feel feminine. And I know this is not for everybody. Um, like some people approach it a different way, but for me to actually tune into what feminine energy was, I needed to feel feminine. So I started wearing more skirts. So I started wearing more pinks. So mm. I started just, yeah, leaning into what it was to me. I didn't start wearing flower crowns, <laughs> but what it was to me to be feminine. And when I noticed when I did that, I was much more in my body as mm. opposed to my head. And obviously that's evolved over the years, but it's been one of those journeys where it's like, oh, okay. And I reckon nearly every morning I stop and ask myself, like, what do I need right now? Mm. And that allows me to tune in. And then also looking at what do I need to get done? Knowing yeah. that I'm a mum of a five and a half yeah. month old at the time of this recording. So <laughs> things do need to get done. And there's yes. a little human that relies on me, but also honoring that I still have needs and, you know, your intuition comes in so deeply. So, yeah, I think it's a really healthy balance because it allows me to take care of myself while also doing what I need to without overexerting myself. And I think that's been one of the biggest lessons over the last couple of years is I don't have to push until burnout. Yeah. Like you can spread things out and just play with the flow, knowing that the more you force things, the more it feels off and wrong. And generally for me, if I do something, when I feel, when I'm forcing it, I have to go back and redo it. Redo it anyway. So it's like honoring the I just am not in this right now. So do it tomorrow. You know, yeah. the world doesn't end. And I think that's where that balance comes in, knowing that I can show up when I need to, but I also honour when I can't, if yeah. that makes sense. And I think it's so interesting how we kind of flow and and blend the masculine and the feminine energy. Like one thing, I, I tend to attract a lot of women who struggle with procrastination, for example. Mm, yep. And I have this thing that I say called follow the plan, not the mood, where I kind of, we, I say, okay, let's plan out when are you going to do this thing that you're procrastinating on? And then you do it no matter how you're feeling. Yep. Uh, which is very, like, that's a very masculine thing to do, right? It's kind of like, don't yeah, let yeah. your feelings affect what you're doing. But um, the way I use that is I, I will plan out things that I'm finding really hard or that I tend to avoid, yeah, but then yeah. I'll leave a lot of white space for the feminine flow in between that. Yeah, and I yeah. almost feel like that masculine structure of planning my week a little bit allows me more feminine energy and space. 100%. But it's so tricky because I think sometimes people like you've got to, the way it works for me might not be the way it works for you. Yeah. I've noticed some women just don't like planning their week at all. Like they find that that, that structure kind of makes them feel really gross. Yeah. Um, so it's so interesting. It's so interesting. Yeah. And even before I had Hunter, my son, yeah. it was, you know, I love it. To, I still love a to-do list. <laughs> right. Love a to-do list. I love structure. Yeah, um, me too you know, I just like knowing what's going on. Yeah. And when I had him, I was still trying to be the same. And I'm like, I can't do that. So it is mapping. I still, I still do need some structure. So yeah. it's like, okay, what am I doing this week? But knowing that I have that space. So if today doesn't work, you know, if my mm. little human decides that 
not, you know, you're not doing anything today, then I have that space to move it. Mm. But I love what you just spoke about with that procrastination piece. Mm. And for me, one of the things that supported me and also my clients Mm. is sometimes like the things we procrastinate are often either they don't interest us yeah but they need to be done yeah or they feel so big and overwhelming that we avoid it maybe it's stretchy maybe it's scary maybe it's outside our comfort zone and one thing I used to do was you know write down what my main project is for Mm. the day or you know what's the main thing I need to do and what's one one small thing I can do towards that yeah and making that the first thing I do that day so it's like then it's done if mm. I want to go and do more, amazing, but I've yeah. done that one thing. So there's that sense of, you know, I can press procrastinate about everything else that I need to do, yeah. but I've got this one thing done. So that sense of achievement. Yes. Without having to over, like without overthinking it, yeah. but also still moving things forward. So I love that you said that because it's, yeah. it sounds very similar to what I do. Yeah. Cause if I find like it creates that like snow, I call it the snowball effect, a very yeah. technolo- technology word that it just came to me. But it's like, yeah, like sometimes if you're procrastinating or you're like you're really scared of doing something and it seems so big, if you just do five, like give yourself permission to just do five minutes, all of a sudden, like the tensions broke and the energy starts moving and 100%. yeah and how many times have you been like I know I've done this it's like oh I just need to do this one thing all right just sit down mm-hmm. get it done and then I can go and do anything else and then three hours later you're like immersed in this all yeah. this stuff and you've done so much you're like oh yeah. shit like what just yeah. happened yeah <laughs> and it just it, it is it's just just do one thing and again it doesn't it is different for everybody mm. and you know some people are you know, love to do things in the morning and some people love to do things in the evening, but it's, yeah. it's just about like looking at what, if you, as you said, like if you mm. can give yourself permission to do one thing that's going to make you feel better, what is that yeah. thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And getting that done and then, you know, the, the day is yours. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess this is a more feminine question, but like, what do I need right now? because mm. I know like I always share this story where um I was procrastinating a lot when my daughter was like maybe two and like Fridays was like my day to work on my business but like Monday to Thursday I was either with her or I was with my counseling clients and so every Friday I would beat myself up because I was procrastinating in my business but yeah it was because I was actually really tired and all I needed to do was like move that day to the Monday and like make sure that I had like lots of energy on that day. So sometimes when we procrastinate, it's also because like there is like a a more feminine need, right? hundred percent. As soon as you said that, my day to work on my business was a Friday. I'm like, no. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You can tell that was like my new, that was like my first year in business and I didn't really know what I was doing because now I'm like normally Monday is like, or the first day that I have like where I have some support is like the day that I like try to work on the creative side of my business and put my energy first. You need the space. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And I think I just needed like a day where my daughter was in daycare where I didn't actually really do much, to be honest, as well. Like, yeah, hundred percent. I think you know it's something that I used to find it funny because I a lot of my clients are mums, and I was like, this is so interesting because I'm Mm. not a mum. Yeah. Hunter surprises. I was like, oh, there's my lesson. That's why. Yeah. Um, but it is, and I think something that's been so um obvious to me or something that I've been that's been so front of mind is that my needs don't have to 
come last all the time. Yes. You know, like I still have needs and they need to be met in order for me to be the best mum, coach, partner, friend, sister, daughter, like best person that I can be. And while it doesn't look the same, like I can't be selfish and go to the gym seven days a week and go and massage whatever I want, (laughs) go do all of these. (laughs) Like I just honoring those needs. And another question that I love asking myself is if I'm feeling a certain way, just asking myself why I feel like that. Yeah. And often if I journal, I'll be like, why am I feeling anxious? Or why am I feeling on edge? And just seeing what comes through. And that allows me to tap into my feminine, knowing Mm -hmm. that, you know, depending on what needs to be done that day, I can still lean into the masculine. But it's that piece that was always missing for me. Mm. You know, that piece that was never there. You know, my feelings were never something that were considered you know, every six to eight months I would hit complete burnout, which also led to depression. Like I had cyclical depression for 15 years and that was just the norm. It was like, when I hit that point, I was like, okay, I've hit the hole again. Just lock yourself away for two weeks. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be suicidal. You're going to have all of these thoughts, but it'll pass. Yeah. Cause you, it was like a pattern and you kind of knew how to handle it. Yeah. Just yeah. shut it down. <laughs> just, just don't deal yeah. with it. And then just go, 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 like get back on that hamster wheel. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Like that masculine was just, that was just how I lived. Yeah. Uh, whereas, so that like, you're providing a really powerful example of how like being in your masculine too much can cause like challenges in life right but I've also found like sometimes I'm a very feeling orientated person yeah and I've had the opposite problem where I'd be like well I have to feel really good to be able to do well in my business which meant like I'd only want to show up if I was feeling really good and I'm like no actually Sam you need to show up every day even if you're not feeling good like so it's really it's really interesting like you know that I I think it's important not to see like one is better than the other isn't it in all of this I think yeah it's kind of the same as the way I put it is when we're in alignment, mm. our head and our heart will say the same thing. Yeah. You know, often people are like, what's your head saying and what's your heart saying or what's your head saying, what's your gut mm. telling you? When you're in alignment, they're saying the same thing. Mm. You know, one might be a different version, but ultimately they agree on the outcome. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same with masculine and feminine. It's like, okay, this is what I need and this is what I feel and this is what I want to do. All right, let's go do it. Yeah. You know, so it's both of them playing together. And I think that's, yeah, it doesn't. And again, it's one of those things where depending on who you listen to, some will say, oh no, you have to be in this energy or you have to be in that energy. And I just don't believe that we have to be anything. No, we absolutely don't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I love this chat. <laughs> Feels so good. <laughs> so fun. Um, so in terms of like, if there are any listeners who um, kind of feel like they are really stuck in their masculine energy, what would be like your favorite tips and tools for like overcoming that? Yeah. So we've already spoken or we've already said my main one and that is yeah. literally just sit down. Yeah. And I, I say in the morning because it's easier to find that space, mm. right? And because the day doesn't get away with you because we've all been there, I'll do it later and you just, yeah. just do. Yes. So, 
and it can be when you first open your eyes, you know, mm. either sit or lie down, shut your eyes, take a few deep breaths and just ask yourself what you need. Yeah. Like, what do I need right now? And see what comes up. And initially you might feel like a bit of a fool mm. if, you know, if you've never asked yourself that question, but just allowing yourself to tune into how your body feels. Yeah. And I think the easiest way to do that is to take little pauses throughout the day. You know, mm. if you, you know, if we're going to go to extremes, like go yeah. to a forest or a bush yeah. or the wilderness or the ocean or something and just sit there in complete silence and mm. then really tune in. Yeah. But if you're in your masculine, that's not going to be something like solely in your masculine. Yeah. That's not going to be something that you're even entertaining. But take some moments, you know, if you work in corporate or even if you have your own business, like, take 10 minutes and go and sit outside in the sun at lunchtime and just take a couple of breaths and shut your eyes. Yeah. You know, just be still and see what you need and just find those pockets of peace because it's in those moments that you're allowing yourself to lean into your feelings. Mm. So that's probably my biggest one is, and the easiest one is just ask yourself, like, what do I need right now? And if and I laugh because this is probably me previously. If you're like, I don't know, I've got too many things to, yeah. I've got too many yeah. things to do to think yeah. about what I need. Yeah. If that's you, do a brain dump. Mm. Like grab out a pen and a scrap piece of paper and just write down everything going through your head yeah. to clear some space. Like, because the more, unless you get that release, unless you're able to get all of those thoughts out of your head, you're never going to be able to lean in. Mm. and ultimately sometimes it's we do it as a distraction or as you said a coping mechanism to just be busy and sometimes we're scared of that silence but once you become comfortable with it there's so much magic in there yeah and I, I what I was thinking is that this reminds me a little bit of when I was working with a one of my therapists gave me some journaling prompts and it was, what do I, like it was asking yourself, what do I need? But before that, it was like reminding yourself that I matter, Mm. like that I'm here and I matter. And what was coming up for me as you were sharing was like, I wonder what it is that stops women from asking themselves that question like Mm. automatically and why it isn't something that we, we aren't all kind of taught to, to ask ourselves. I don't know. Do you, do you feel like sometimes what's underneath that is maybe like a belief that we're not important or that we don't matter? hundred percent. Yeah. So everyone who does um, true self experience, my six month program, get an, a daily journal prompt. Yeah. And the title of that prompt is I am worthy. Yeah. Because so that. many women don't believe that they're yeah. worthy. Yeah. And I think societal conditioning, yeah. pressure, generational, you know, mm. programming, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I, I do, you know, and I'm going to be very general here. Like yeah. Yeah. generally women, we put ourselves last. Yes. One, yeah, once do. everybody else is okay, then I'll worry yeah. about me. And that just yeah. never happens. Yes. And I think when I first started journaling and I probably didn't realize how much this would support me, but when I first, first started journaling, I actually created my own journals and On one page, it was, you know, five quick questions. And the first one was, how do I feel today? Mm. And like sort of a scale. Yeah. Why do I feel like that? And how can I shift my mood? Yeah. 
And to me, I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm getting this done. Yeah. My masculine, I'm getting <laughs> yeah. it done. Cool. This is good. But now that I look back, back at it, that we're yeah. having this conversation, I'm like, that's me leaning into my feminine before I even realized, knew what it was in a way of like, how do I feel? And honoring that. And as you said, like making, changing that belief that we matter, changing that belief that our needs are important because they are. You know, we can't show up for anyone else if our cup's empty. Yeah. And like our needs just matter. Like what's interesting for me as a business owner is like so often we have to use marketing to to convince women that their needs matter for some other reason. So like your needs matter so that you're a good mom or so that you can grow your business. But what if it was just your needs matter and your important full stop, like that we didn't even really need to justify why they do? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, obviously, yeah, I'm a business yeah. owner as well. And I yeah. understand that, but the women that I work with are not all, yeah, some are, but yeah. a lot aren't. And yeah. it's, it's beautiful looking at that because, yeah. and again, you know, mums, yeah, like our needs matter, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> after all of this, and it's like, no, they just matter whether you're a mum or whether you're not a mum. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, you know, sometimes there's that societal pressure of, if I'm not a mum, I need to be mm. this or I need to be that and I need to be that and then I can worry about me. Yeah. And I just, I'm not here for it. Yeah. Like, cause he, imagine how different everybody, and if you're listening, mm. imagine how different all of your relationships would be if you believed that you matter mm. and the people around you believe that they matter. Like imagine the conversations that you have, imagine the support that's there. Imagine just how juicy is the word that's coming yeah. up, like juicy and nurturing mm. your relationships would be because you're coming from a place of love and acceptance and like there's a purity to it when we know that we matter because we're not trying to prove anything. We're not trying to compete with anyone. We're not trying to shut anyone down we're not hiding we're just being ourselves knowing that that is enough and mm. we matter yeah the energy shift is huge like for me when you say that it's just yeah incredible yeah and because we all have those people around us that we know maybe don't think that they do and then you know the things that we say to them are often not the things that we say to ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, like that best friend conversation, how can you be your own best friend and have that conversation? And as someone who never showed up as her true self, who never, you know, I was very controlled in what I would say and the opinions that I would share and, you know, would say things or whatever to fit in as someone who's come from that place, like I can't tell you how liberating it is to get to the point where you're like, this is me and I know that not, not everyone's cup of tea and that's okay because the people that are in my life are fucking amazing. I hope I can swear. Sorry. You can swear. <laughs> my six-year-old's not listening, so I'm pretty sure. But it is. It's just one of those things where it's like, I think about it now and I just feel so content mm. knowing that 
I can show up messy. I can have a different opinion. Yeah. I can feel a different way. I can have different views and that matters. And yeah. it also makes the conversations with my people so much better because you actually have different opinions and you can have those opinions and have those discussions without arguing. So it's like, cool, like gives us something to talk about. Whereas when we feel like we need to hide, it's, you know, I don't know. We sort of shut ourselves down when we live too much Mm. from that place. And again, too much in our masculine of worrying about people think showing up a certain way, being a certain way. Yes. Well, I've just been interviewing Marie on um, the patriarchy as well. And I was thinking about how the masculine <laughs> energy fired up. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting timing, but it's like that masculine energy, like that just fuels the patriarchy, doesn't it? Because it's 100%. like, be perfect. Don't make any mistakes. Like, you know, even as I'm thinking about, it, I can feel my body like physically tensing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if we lead from that feminine energy, it's yeah, completely different. Yeah. I actually saw a post, well, someone shared it. Um, It was on LinkedIn the other day and it was a male and he said, um, what makes great women leaders? Mm -hmm. First problem I have with this is it's a male commenting on what makes great women leaders. Yeah. But secondly, it was like um, there, and like I'm going to butcher this, but it was something like, you know, they're humble and don't brag about what they've done. They get the job done and don't ask for a raise. They don't oh feel God. the need to say what they think in meetings. Like it was just like. Was he being sarcastic? Like I no. Feel like, I, can't, I can't imagine any male getting away with posting that in this day and age. It was just like, are you kidding me? Oh, like wow. is this? And it, like apparently like everyone just went to town. So we deleted the post. <laughs> but it was just this whole thing of, you know, they get the job done. They don't ask for a raise and they go above and beyond because they want mm. to do a good job. And we're like, I was just like. No, they do that because they have to. Yeah, yeah, because you're putting them at, in that position where they don't feel like they have a choice. Yeah. 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 Oh, yes. This is, I don't go on LinkedIn a lot. I've been thinking about, yeah, having more of a presence on there, but I, I do feel like LinkedIn has more of that masculine energy in the way it. Yeah. It's corporate based, yeah. you know, yeah. and I sort of play with it every now and again. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back in here. And then I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure my business coach told me I should be in LinkedIn and I had like a physical reaction. Like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your wisdom with us. I feel like I could chat with you for days. Um but if like I'm sure that everyone listening is going to want to like really connect with you and keep in touch, what is the best way for people to follow you and and stay connected? Yeah, the best way is over on Instagram, yeah. and it's just Jackie.rogash. Um, I do have a free Facebook group, or I've got a podcast, Your True Self, if you want to yeah. listen into that as well. <laughs> but you'll find me mostly over on Instagram. Yes. Thank you so much, Jackie. And hopefully I'm going to be on your podcast soon. And you absolutely um, will. But we, we haven't actually planned it yet, but it will happen. <laughs> you will. You will. Yes. Once, once you're free, yeah. I'm there. <laughs> Thanks, lovely. You're so welcome. Thank you.